All right, we can go ahead and get started, Amber. Um, awesome. Maybe, uh, you know, we talked a little bit on the phone uh, last week, and you're you're currently at a full-time job, and the plan is to go full-time with your photography in the fall of this year. So maybe give me a little more context or kind of like uh, lead me up to where we are now. Or kind of, you know, what does the last few months look like? Um, and that'll give me kind of a better picture of, uh, you know, where you've been so we can figure out where you're going. Yeah. I mean, I think that when I'm thinking about my plan to leave in the fall, it was sort of something that just sounded really good in my mind. Like, you know, fall sounds really good to me. It's one, <laughs> sounds silly, but it's one of my favorite seasons. It's when my season really picks up for weddings and portraits, and it just made a lot of sense for me. So I began budgeting and just making sure that I have, you know, basically all my ducks in a row with, you know, what is my day-to-day going to look like pretty much when I am full-time? Um, because right now, you know, I'm coming home from my 95 and I'm working for a few hours in my office at home with my business, and it's just not, it's not enough. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to gauge and make sure that I'm that I have a solid plan. I'm just a big planner. So, you know, just to answer your question right now, that's really where I'm at. I, I don't know that I really thought too much further um, after that. Otherwise, you know, other than budgeting or um, kind of my day to day in my office. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, looking at the calendar, it's basically like 100 days to launch almost. Right. So, so leading up, I mean, you've done, I mean, this obviously isn't your day one photography, you know, you've done photography gigs in the past. Um, tell me a little bit about those and kind of, uh, what they were like and, you know, kind of, and then we'll kind of start to figure out, is that something, is that a direction that we want to go in? Is that something that makes sense to go in? Give me, give me a little, uh, maybe not employee history or, but, you know, kind of work, your work history, work experience as a photographer. Yeah. So when I started photography, I um, this was several years ago. I basically just I did it out of high school. It was something that I really enjoyed. It wasn't something I thought too seriously about. Um, and then you know I got married and things kind of really changed for me. It was something that I realized you really can change somebody's day um, just so much by the experience that you provide to them. And, and unfortunately, we weren't really given that you know, exceptional experience with our wedding photography. And I had already dabbled into portrait photography a little bit for the past year before our wedding. And that's when it kind of clicked in my head, like, you know, why haven't I tried weddings yet? Um, I really feel like I could do really well in this area and I could, you know, make my couple stay, you know. And so I started to second shoot. I started to assist other photographers in the area just to kind of get my feet wet and really, truly try to get an understanding of what a wedding day looks like. And then from there, um, I know it sounds cheesy, but the rest was history. I fell in love with wedding photography. It was something that I was super excited about. Um, And I started to really develop kind of my niche market and figure out what gets me going, what makes me really um, excited, what fuels my fire, basically. And by far, I think for me, that's definitely weddings and engagements and couples. Uh, families who are just starting out, um, you know, building their family, doing family portraits, things like that. So uh, it's been now three years since I've been in business. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just I'm super excited to go along this journey. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, this might be a weird question, but why now? <laughs> or like why fall 2020? Why, you know, why not push it back a year? 
or you know why didn't you do it last year what what why 2020 you said it sound it's a little arbitrary and you just love fall but um <laughs> you know why now or why why at this very moment yeah i think that um you know it's fall is my busiest season and i kind of it sounds bad, but I, I almost dread it in a way when I look at my calendar and realize how much I'll be working my other full-time job and how many couples I'll be serving and how many portrait sessions I'll have and all the editing. And, and currently, I don't outsource anything. So for me, it's just kind of looking at that at a glance and thinking, wow, there's, there's a lot on my plate, you know, and I have, I have a husband, I have a house, and um, it, it can be a lot at times just kind of trying to juggle it all. And so as I'm looking at my calendar, as I'm starting to unfortunately have to tell people, you know, I realize when I have a full-time job, I can only take on so many weddings or so many portrait sessions in a month, it breaks my heart. You know, I want to be able to serve my couples. I want to be able to, 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 you know, meet their needs. And I just can't, Um, you know, there's not more than one of me, (laughs) so it can be kind of hard. Um, And so as I was kind of seeing this busier schedule, just made sense in my mind fall made a lot of sense um for me personally and also on a business standpoint just to be able to serve my clients better I started to schedule a lot of my sessions during the weekday which is not a luxury I really had before so I'm kind of planning that now um you know a lot of fall and winter sessions I'm starting to make only my weekdays available uh, that way I can have my weekends available for my husband and for my family and for wedding days and for engagement sessions. Maybe that can't happen during the week. So I'm kind of planning that route. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head was at when I was thinking about why fall 2020. Um, and I didn't really want to wait next year um, just because I think I've been putting it off for a while and just convincing myself, you know, I'm not ready yet. I'm not big enough yet. You know, I'm not getting enough bookings, and the truth is, is that I am, and I think I've just been letting fear kind of get in my way <laughs> of that decision and just, you know, making it solid. Um, so I, I even said to myself, well, fall can't happen anymore. I was so upset because of COVID. Um, you know, my plans are going to have to change now, and then I just really kind of sat back and thought, well, why do they have to change? You know, I've, I've been preparing for this for a year. It's been a plan that I've been talking to my family about and my friends about. And it, and why am I going to take that away? Just because, you know, it's scary, yes, what's going on right now with COVID, but also I'm, I'm prepared, you know. So um, I think it's just time. So No, that's a perfect answer. And, and that's great to hear, like, you're kind of pitching this out to your f- friends and family and um, and that they seem receptive to it or they're not trying to talk you out of it. That sounds that sounds, sounds like you have a good system in place. Yeah. yeah, they've been very supportive. Um, and, and, you know, they've all been telling me, why are you waiting until fall? You need to just do this. And I'm like, okay, but you guys have known me for how long? You know, I'm a planner. You know, I like to have things set in place before I just jump to make these crazy decisions. And um, so, yeah, I, I think finally it's kind of aligning up for me in a way to where I feel comfortable. So Perfect. Well, I've got probably one more Oh, I guess I won't call it a preliminary question, but you know, before we kind of dive into your like little hundred days to launch plan, um, you know, coming to this call, like, what's kind of the top of your mind? What do you see as sort of the main problem that you're facing, or the most urgent or most pressing problem? Maybe we can try to tackle that first, or get that out of the way first, and and then we can move on to um, move on to a, some other questions that may pop up. I don't know. I think that one of the things 
one of my biggest anxieties about this whole thing has been just leaving a company that I've been loyal to for a very long time. Um, and I have really great relationships with the people that I work with. And so I don't want to burn any bridges. And, and it's not that I necessarily think that that's going to happen when I do leave. I think that I'll always have a place um, to come back to if, if ever that's needed. Um, but I, I think that that's just been something that's been weighing on me a little bit, kind of when am I going to make that decision to tell them um, how much notice do I need to give? You know, when it, when does it start to become real, basically? Um, I think it's been this kind of dream going on for the last almost year at this point, and it's kind of like, you know, when is it going to really start to feel real? There's been a lot of talk about it, um, but I haven't made anything official. Um, <laughs> so I think that's been definitely the biggest anxiety for me, the biggest thing that's been weighing on me. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, maybe, I, I guess maybe if I could say just doing more prepping as far as figuring out exactly how many weddings or exactly how many portrait sessions I need to book, um, to make what I make now, basically. Um, so just kind of figuring out my numbers to a T, I think I'm pretty well in that the last couple of months, just kind of tracking everything, but, um, I know I've said it like a lot, but <laughs> I'm just a planner. I just like to make sure that I have everything figured out. So that's been something that's, you know, of course going to be in the back of my mind, you know, making sure that I have everything straight. At work, are you more concerned about the relationships or are you more concerned just on the financial money household problem? What are you, what, what are you, what's giving you the most anxiety? I think um, the relationship. I am, I'm a peace pleaser. I don't like to disappoint people. I don't like to feel like I'm in a place where I've made somebody um, like doubt me or um, doubt my loyalty, I guess, if that makes any sense. I, I just always pride myself on the relationships that I have. And so, you know, me leaving has, I know, I know in my heart, it has nothing to do with um, the relationship I have with the company I've been with. But, um, you know, it still makes me a little sad when I think about it because these are people that I've worked with for so long. And um, I just don't want it to think that it's, you know, anything that has to do with them. It's just my time to go, basically. Yeah. I mean, if have you, I'm sure you've played that scenario in your head, like you go into your boss's office and you close the door and you say, I'm out, I'm leaving, or, or I'm thinking about starting this photography business. You know, how does that, how does that scenario play out in your head or what's like your best case scenario that uh, that conversation happens between you and your boss? Yeah, I think that um, best case scenario would be I, I go in there and I say, you know, hey, I have something I'd like to talk about. This is something that I've been working towards for a really long time. Um, and I that it's time that I do this. You know, I'm, I'm young. I think that it's it would be silly of me not to do this and not to see where it can get me and see what potential I have to grow this business um, to where I know that it can go. If I really was able to put the full-time effort into it, I know that it can really be something that's going to blossom. And the best case scenario would be that they completely and totally 100% understand my decision and they're in support of it. You know, they congratulate me. They wish me well. Um, they're sad to see me go, but, also, um, you know, they want me to stay in touch. So I think that that would be the best case scenario. And what are the chances of that? What if you put a number next to it, like the percentage of that happening of them being go, you know, 
yo, Amber, that's, hey, that's totally fine. Hey, or like, or even the case where they're like, yeah, we know, like, we, we've been waiting for you to leave. We've been like, <laughs> not like that, but you know, like, yeah, we were, we were waiting for you to come in here and say, hey, you're going to start your business. What's the, what, what's the chances of that? I think the chances are pretty fair. Um, I'd say they're definitely maybe around 80% or 90%, but they're high. You know, they're definitely high chances. Um, it's definitely my own demons that get to me that say, oh gosh, you know, Amber, this is, this is what's going to happen and you better prepare yourself, you know? Um, but it's something that, you know, they've asked me before, is this your plan? And I've, I've kind of beat around it and said, you know, no, I, my plan is to be here. And that's, I think where I'm, I'm kind of falling back on my words and what I said before, you know, no, that's not my plan. My plan is to be here and stay loyal to this company. Um, but maybe in the back of my mind, that wasn't always true. So I just don't want it to seem like a betrayal in a way. If you know what I, if you know what I mean? Because I'm explaining that well. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you make it sense. You make it perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's great to know because that's like you know I don't want to sound like I'm trying to like gas you up or like you know be a <laughs> motivational speaker. But when you say it out loud, it's like you know the your fear kind of it's it's scary when it's in your head. But when you say it out loud or when you write it down, it's like oh wait, that's actually not that bad. That that actually yeah. that, that could actually be like you said. 80 to 90% chance that they're completely okay with it. And then, you know, um, great. No, that's fantastic. All right. So you're, you're trying to figure out your, it sounds like you're trying to figure out your revenue numbers or you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, a little bit of the math financials. How much do I need to make how, or how much runway do I need to have in order to uh, equal up to, if not exceed this year's salary, my current salary, and keep going, you know, beyond that? Yeah, in a way, I think that's something that's on my mind. Um, you know, it's not it's not the most important thing for me. Um, I think that most importantly, it's definitely the time that I'm going to have going full time just to be able to invest in areas that I haven't been able to before um, because I've just been so swamped all the time. Um and, and I think that that's going to be really exciting to see how that plays out and how much more time I have. Uh, just to give back to my couples and just be able to serve them in a better way and to be able to focus on areas of my business that I haven't been before. But also, of course, numbers, you know, I, I do own a home. I have <laughs> two dogs. We have a life that we like to live. And I think that that's still important, too. So, Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you this. You know, three years from now, two years from now, we're having the same conversation Uh You've been running your business. What does success look like? Is it a financial success? What does uh, personal success look like? What's kind of the, you know, tell me the story of of the last three years. You know, we're in it's 2023 right now, and you're looking back on your business. What's what's been a success? I think what's been a success for me would be just knowing that I was able to make a difference in people's lives, um, in in such a way that you know. It's not just pictures at the end of the day. You know, I'm not just showing up to snap a few photos, deliver a gallery, call it a day. Um, I really put a lot of effort into my client experience and making sure that I'm there to truly serve them and and really capture the entire vision of what they want out of their, whether it's a wedding day or an anniversary session or an engagement session. And I think that that's something that I've really been really great at is forming those connections with my clients. And these you know, these people that I've photographed over the last few years, I keep in touch with 
on a consistent basis. Um, and, and I think that that speaks volumes. Um, you know, I'm not here just to, to be like, hey, I'm going to take a few pictures for you. You're never going to speak to me again. Um, <laughs> so you might need more photos. You know what I mean? Um, so just keeping those connections and, um, you know, just really taking pride in that. I, I don't know. I mean, just looking back on the last three years, let's say if it was 2023, having a life that I feel like isn't so overwhelming in a sense to where I feel like I'm being tugged in every direction as well. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm being tugged with my other job, with my business, um, making sure I'm spending time with my husband, making sure I'm getting the house cleaned and, and you know, spending time with my dogs and, you know, eventually we're looking to grow our family. And I just, that thought just is so overwhelming to think, you know, how can I do all of this um, with the little time that we already have in life? So I think for me, that success also measures in a way where I have time. I feel like I can outsource in certain areas where I can still go on trips or go on date nights. And I don't feel like I have a million things to check off my to-do list. Um, so yeah, it, growing my team, I think would be incredible. Um, having an editor, having somebody who handles marketing, things like that, that would be awesome. No, oh, I love that. That is awesome. That was, that was the two things I was going to ask, like how much time, how much time in the week do you want to dedicate to this? And it's like, yeah, if you, uh, I used to be in love with the hustle culture. And then as I've gotten older, it's been like, no, you need to work smarter, Jordan. You need to like, don't work 80 hours, find a way to work 40 hours, but do it really smart. So, right. So, no, you're a, those are awesome goals. So we got time with husband, time with the doggies, uh, maybe a baby on the way. We've got, um, you're outsourcing more. You're, you're kind of, you have a trusted team around you where you can kind of give them responsibilities. You can um, not necessarily kick back, you know, sit back on the beach, but it's, you know, you're not, you're not uh, pulling your hair out or it's not a fire every single day yeah. of every moment. Right. That's so. exactly right. It's like a dream come true. Envisioning it right now. <laughs> there you go. All right. So yeah. um, maybe we can go into, hmm. Trying to think, we got two directions we can go in this. We can. I'm curious about. I'm curious now about your revenue goals. Maybe we get that out yeah. of the way. We'll get to, get some numbers down, and then I want to ask you about um, the business itself and the and your clients within that business. Um, we can we can be as detailed as you like with the numbers, with the revenue numbers, with revenue goals. Let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about a revenue goal. What's a, you know, if you started, if the fiscal year of your business started fall 2020 and, you know, how much are we looking to make? How much are you hoping to make by fall 2021 kind of year one revenue? What's the, what is kind of an, a goal for you? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And it's something that I'm still kind of working on, um, you know, because I have two incomes right now and that's that's where it's been kind of hard to separate. You know, I have to realize that I'm not going to have that other source of income um, going forward. So I think, you know, to just to put a number on it, I think I'd like to be around 60000 um a year. That would be amazing if I can at least be there starting and then kind of continue to grow and work my way up. Um, yeah, I think that that would be incredible. Awesome. With uh, okay, with I got sixty thousand six zero. Um, now tell me about a because that with your services, it's is it mostly weddings? Is it 
50-50 weddings and family portraits? How do you kind of break down uh, your business now or kind of, you know, the past three years? What has brought in the most money and, you know, what has been kind of in, in a little pie chart? What has kind of brought in the most money in, in terms of services? Yeah, I'd say that weddings bring in the um, larger amounts, but I do book a lot of portrait sessions. Um, weddings, I typically book about 12 a year, so I'm looking to increase that a little bit. Um, and then with portrait sessions, it's, the number's way higher <laughs> than that. Um, you know, just this week alone, I had um, a small handful, and then Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm just thinking about my May calendar, and I have four weddings in May alone. So it's like every year they keep growing. I think next year I have 15 weddings, and then and that's only so far. You know, people are still going to be booking at this point. Um, so I'd like to at least book four or five portrait sessions a week and have, um, I don't know, maybe like you know, free weddings a month, maybe have a weekend off during the month or something. It, it's been kind of hard to gauge, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't really truthfully had the time to sit down and really measure it all out. So it's good we're having this conversation. Yeah, let's do it. No, we, I'm getting the calculator out right now. We're going to do this right here. Yeah. So if you're doing... Yeah, so, all right, so I'll ask you. If you're doing, um, you said three weddings a month with a maybe a weekend off? That's ideal, I think. Okay. Yeah. And is your tell me about your wedding season because it's it's different for everywhere, you know, West Coast, East Coast, North South. Uh, everyone yeah. everyone's wedding season is a little bit different based on the weather. Uh, what is a typical window for for your wedding season? So I am I put weddings um, in the winter, in the spring, in the summer, and in the fall, and even in the you know November, December. So it's really spread throughout. I'd say my biggest wedding seasons though are definitely in May and definitely in October. Um, those are my biggest months, and that's when I have to unfortunately start kind of telling people that I'm not available uh, because those dates are really popular. All right, my math yeah. is. Three weddings a month for year round is thirty six weddings. How does does that sound crazy? Is that something? <laughs> tell, tell me. I I'm, think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's. I guess maybe to be a little bit more clear, I don't usually book weddings in um, like July. I don't usually have. I did have a wedding this past Saturday, but that was like a micro wedding. Um, so I think that there are certain seasons, definitely like you know. February, I probably don't have very many weddings. Um, July, I probably don't have very many. And August, strangely, I don't usually get a lot either. <laughs> so there are some months where I might not have them. I think ideally I'd like to be about 20 weddings a year. It's probably where I'd like to be. I don't want to burn out, you know. No, I get um, it. Yeah. Yeah, tw it sounds like, yeah, if you were taking those months out, doing three weddings, so, uh, let's call it nine months out of the year, that's 27 weddings. If you're doing 20 weddings, you know, you're doing, let's say, you know, you, you're able to squeeze in like six good months, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's like, that's about three, three and a half weddings a month, three to four weddings a month. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Now we're getting, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> with, maybe I'll ask you like your workflow, it, have you done 
you're not opposed to weddings or like uh that are booked on like a double booked weekend or a Friday Saturday. You're re- mainly just concerned about just I just need this average number per month. Pretty much, yeah. So I have um I actually have a few double headers coming up um this fall because of COVID. I had to reschedule some dates. I even have some weddings on like Fridays and Sundays or Mondays on a holiday. So so yeah, that's definitely going to be something that's going to be more frequent as we kind of get to a more normal schedule if you know if we can call it normal <laughs> um, yeah i know it's like uh, i'm giving everybody a hall pass we all deserve a hall pass this year right so <laughs> all right so let me see all right so 20 20 to 27 weddings a year give or take let's talk now about um Let's get the weddings out of the way, and then we'll we'll switch over to portrait sessions. How much? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk average cost, average or average price that you're selling these weddings at. Are you, or maybe give me some context to your wedding packages? Are you doing multiple packages? Are you just doing one package, one version? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I do. I offer three different collections um, for weddings right now: a six-hour, an eight-hour, and a ten-hour. They all are arranged at different prices, and they all include different um, things with it. So all of my collections come with an um, engagement session and the second photographer, but they don't all come with an album. So albums are included into that collection price, and the album sizes are different depending on the collection. Um, and so that's kind of how they're measured. And then for elopements, um, you know, if they're getting married somewhere out of the state or in a different country, my prices are a little bit different for that. So I offer two different collections for elopements. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. For the, for the six, eight and 10 hour packages, um, what, what's the percentage that people are choosing? Are they, they choose in eight hours. They choose, which one have you seen that your clients normally choose? You normally choose eight or 10. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have the six there. I have maybe a very small handful of people who do the six. I've noticed that the six hour is something that um, eventually they're going to end up adding time because it's just not enough. So um, I was actually considering taking that one out. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it like the if they are to book a six-hour session, does it usually end in? I won't say frustration, but you know, it, are you or them either frustrated when they book a six-hour session? No, it's it's more so. You know, I'm sitting with them, we're talking about timeline, and then I find out they want getting ready portrait. You know, they want photos taken when they're getting ready. They want a first look. They want me there for their exit, and that's just not realistic. Um, so I just have to basically educate them at that time and say, you know, if, if this is the timeline we're working with, I really think that you need the eight or the 10 hour collection. It's going to increase your time. Um, you know, you can always add time if needed. And that's usually what they end up doing um, because they just realize, okay, this isn't realistic. You know, she can't be there at 10 in the morning. And then we, you know, she's expected to leave at, you know, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock at night. Um, it just doesn't maximize their coverage for what they're really, really, truly wanting. And I want to make sure that they're getting everything that they want out of that. So, right. And then they yeah, only have once. <laughs> yeah. And then they ask like, Oh, did you get us a, f- a photo of us at the sparkler send off? And you're like, Nope, <laughs> you didn't pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have actually had that happen before where, you know, I've been packing up to leave and they're like, okay, 
we know that you're we're getting ready to leave. We know that you already sent your second shooter home, but is there any way that you can stay for another hour to do our exit and just get more party photos? We'll send you the money. Um, and it, they always send me the money, and I'll stay. <laughs> so um, that has happened to me before, and it's never when it's they've booked the eight or ten hour collection. It's, it's usually always when they've booked the six. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, that that maybe that I didn't phrase it right. That's what I'm getting at. That frustration, or there's like there's always yeah. there's always some add-ons. There's always some kind of you wish you were there longer. They you wish you were there longer. Um, mm-hmm. Have you, and, you know? Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say one thing that I actually have done for my couples. Um, I know not everybody does this, and I don't know if it's, it's silly for me to do this, but I it makes me happy. I sometimes will gift an hour of coverage um, as a wedding gift. Just as a thank you for booking with me, as just to show how much I appreciate them investing in me, um, just giving them that extra, either if it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, maybe maybe they really don't have it in their budget to extend past six hours. So I will, you know, just show up a little bit early or I'll stay a little bit later just to make sure I get that time in. And they always really appreciate it. The parents always thank me. Um, it's not something I have to do, but it's something that I have consistently been doing um it's not something i tell them when they're about to book me but when we're building timeline it's just something that i say hey i'd like to give this to you as a gift so Mm -hmm. um yeah thought i'd add that in (laughs) okay so yeah i've got another question for you wait i'm just kidding this is a little advertisement in the middle of the coaching session hey what's up guys it's jordan if you're listening to this and you go wait a minute I have those exact same issues, Jordan, my photography business. You are not alone, and that's why I'm offering one-on-one coaching for photographers. My dog here does not want to listen to me read these ads. He's like, I'm out of here. This is too many takes, Jordan. Stop reading these ads. Well, they're ads for me, Nash, okay? You're my dog. Support me. And that's why I'm offering one-on-one coaching for photographers. So schedule a time to chat with yours truly at jordanpanderson.com slash coaching or click the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the coaching session. What would it look like if your packages didn't have any time aspects next to it and just kind of um, took the whole eight hour, took the six hour, the whole hour increments, took that, if you erase that from your packages, uh, what would that look like for your business? Or, you know, basically saying like, we'll do all day coverage, we'll do... um, you know, we'll shoot till we get the shots that we need, and then we'll, you kind of trust us to leave. What, like, have you considered that? What, what would that look like for your, uh, for your packages if you were kind of erase the time aspect? Yeah, I have thought about that, and I have, I do belong to a lot of different photographer groups, and um, to be honest with you, I think that that does sort of open up the door for. I really don't. I want. I don't want to phrase this wrong, but. Almost in a way, like, I don't want to be taken advantage of, if that makes sense. You know, if I, if they're saying 12 hours, I mean, whoa, that's a long day. (laughs) So I have worked a 12-hour wedding day before, and it is so not easy on the body. So I just wouldn't want to do those all the time, Um, if that makes sense. And I think that if, if I'm not setting an expectation of this is what's been contracted for, basically, and we're making the timeline work based off of that time that they've paid for um i think it could end up getting a little messy for me um and so i want to just make it clear kind of from the beginning and, and what's expected timeline build when i arrive when i'm leaving um just to have a really 
tight platform, basically. Um, like, here's the structure, here's what we can expect, and just kind of play off of that. Mm-hmm. This might be a dumb question, but what if they, what if they added an extra seven hundred fifty bucks, an extra thousand bucks, for you to do twelve hour, you know, twelve hour to unlimited all day coverage? Would that, yeah, would that change your perspective of a project like that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that if they are, you know, of course paying for the coverage then then yeah i'll be there of course i'll be there i don't book anything on wedding days that's their day on the calendar even if it's a two-hour wedding i don't book anything else because i want to make sure that i'm prepared for the day that they're my only focus that day basically um but you know i still wouldn't want to do them all the time (laughs) i just think that i would burn out so fast um if i was always doing 12-hour wedding days okay no no, yeah. I, I just got to throw that out there because it's like, because not, you know, not every wedding is 12 hours or is going to be 12 yeah. hours. But, you know, if you were to somehow, I'm curious what it would look like if you were to build a relationship based on trust with them and saying, look, uh, you know, I was here this morning. I was here for dinner. I was here for the send off everything in that, you know, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. It's 1130. You, you already did the send off. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a professional. You trust me to be the professional. I'm gonna leave when I feel like I've gotten everything I need. I have thought about it. Um, I think honestly, Jordan, I think what stops me a little bit is just just the stories that I hear from other people who do unlimited coverage and and them being taken advantage of. Maybe regardless of the relationship that they've that they've built. I I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's something that. I'd have to entrust in my ability to build that rapport, you know, um, make sure that it's, it's something that makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I think I think right now maybe my business model makes a little bit more sense to have those hours offered um, just to keep me in line, if that makes any sense. I don't know. <laughs> no, it makes sense. No, and, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to push you off it. I'm just saying, you know, oh, yeah. all just hypothetical, just trying to think, you know, what it would look like. Um so with the eight hours and the ten hour packages that you're uh, typically selling, uh, that comes you said comes with a en- uh, complimentary engagement session, and it comes with uh, and you always build in a second shooter into your budget. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, is there ever a scenario where you don't do a second shooter, or is it? And like, would you do that on a six hour coverage where it's just you? So my six hour still has a second shooter. Um, the only time I've ever not had a second shooter would be if it's like an hour ceremony and they get the option basically to have just me there or they can add on the price for a second shooter. I find that a lot of times people um, will want one or just this past weekend, they just wanted me. Um, and that was fine. It was just a small intimate ceremony. I was able to get everything I needed. Um, but I do, of course, educate them on the importance of having one. So that's why it's kind of a non-negotiable for me for larger weddings because I don't want to miss anything. Um, you know, I get all the angles. <laughs> no, no, I get it. Yeah. And they're usually happier at the end when you got the shot. And if you don't, because when you don't have the shot yeah. at grandma, you'll be like, man, I should have hired that second shooter. Right. Exactly. So, all right. Um, so what, so what are those selling for typically? What the eight? hour package 10 hour package what's the um what's a typical sales price for those two so my four or excuse me my um 10 hour is four thousand right now 
Um, and that's something that, unfortunately, this year I was going to be increasing my prices. And then I decided not to. I decided to take a year, keep them the same. Because of COVID, I figured a lot of people were going to be kind of budgeting really hard this year. So I decided to keep them where they're at. Um, but yeah, my four hour, or I don't know why I keep saying four hour. My 10 hour is 4,000. Um, and then this is so bad, but I don't know what my eight hour is. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> How funny is that? You gotta know your, really you gotta know your packages. No, I'm kidding. I'm like, <laughs> I know I do. I'm like, wait, is it 38? Is it 32? I'm, I want to say it's 3200 because it comes with a smaller album, less coverage, two hours less coverage. It comes with a smaller album with less pages. Um, I, I, I think it's 32. Okay. <laughs> so right. bad. That's so bad. I'll take your word for it. All right, let's see. And the and the six hour, do you do you know that or like maybe like do you put that that's on your website? Twenty four. Okay. Yeah, twenty four hundred. Okay. And that doesn't come with an album at all. No album, six hour coverage, the engagement, and a second shooter for the six hour. Yeah. Correct. Okay. All right. So I mean, if we're doing some simple math here. And I say simple because I'm not good at it. Uh, sixty thousand for a goal. You would need to do fifteen weddings at four thousand dollars a pop to hit that sixty thousand revenue goal. Now, I, yeah, that's just wedding. So, and I should have asked a little bit earlier. I, I didn't want to sound like I was being nitpicky with the sixty thousand. Is that you know, because there's always, you know, there's your revenue and then there's your profit kind of take home pay or um, what you want to pay yourself. When you said 60000 you're just talking the business as a whole needs to make 60000 Well, um, now I think that, that I would like that to be my takeaway. So I knew that it would definitely have to be way more. Um, I'd have to definitely raise my prices, book more weddings or book more portrait sessions at a higher price. Okay. For that to be possible, um, because of taxes and everything, but right. So if I, uh, I'm going to just easy number, I'll divide it by 0.7. So just you know, tack on an extra thirty percent to that. That's eighty five thousand, roughly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So eighty five take home, you know, taxes, taxes, profit, business expenses. Um, Sixty thousand is what we're kind of left. I won't say as profit, but you know. You feel comfortable either keeping this in your business or you feel, you know, like you have this as a somewhat of a paycheck that can come in. Right. Okay. Now let me do that math. 85 divided by 4,000 is 21 weddings. So that's, okay. so Not that, far off. yeah, so that's kind of in your goal. That's if you were to sell those, those high ticket, uh, weddings. 21. If you, I'll humor, the both of us and do a $3,200 eight hour package. That's 26 and a half. So 27 weddings. So, okay. So if you sold, if you just sold an eight hour package, you would need to sell 27 of them. If you just sold a 10 hour package at four grand, you would need to sell 21 of those projects. Right. So, okay. To, to get to, to 85,000. Yeah. Cool. I haven't lost it. I'm, lo I'm losing myself a little bit. I'm trying to keep my math, my math straight. 
No, it's good to write all this down and have it all kind of in front of me because this is a thing I've really had the time to do. So, so th- yeah, this is good. So I think that's pretty good. I mean, that sounds, you know, tw- you know, talking 26 weddings not in nine months, like we said, you know, that's, um, that's, that's about three weddings a month, um, which gives you maybe a weekend off or a weekend to kind of catch up. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, you get lucky and, uh, you know, your perspective of lucky, you book it on Friday and Saturday, and then you got just one more on Saturday or, uh, you know, what were the, what were the months that are heavy again for you? You said it's, it's May and October. October. Yeah. Okay. So maybe those, you know, you really knock it out of the park there and that gives you a little bit of breathing room to make it in between the months in case there's a gap in case there's, you know, the kind of feast famine cycle that I'm sure you've seen. Right. Okay. All right. Tell me about, um, tell me about, I, I won't, I won't bore us too much with like the financials, but I, but I think it's, you know, it's important to kind of, at least get a, a sense of this with your portrait sessions. You mm-hmm. wanted you wanted to try to do four to five of those a week. Tell me about that process and tell me about the price tag next to that. You know, I said four to five, but I'm also I'm kind of thinking it's it's nice and four to five, but I've also been noticing that I've had a common trend of scheduling them more on um, Tuesdays through Thursdays and keeping my Mondays and Fridays open. Um, because I, I like to have my Fridays to kind of unwind, prepare for a wedding day. I don't, I don't like to have any obligations on those days. Um, you know, you always need those office days. So I think that Tuesday to Thursday booking portrait sessions would be ideal. So maybe three to four a week would be a better number. Um, unless I was booking more than one during that day. But right now my portrait sessions are 400 for an hour. Um, so I was going to be increasing that to 500 this year or 550, but that just didn't happen. Um, I'd like to eventually start doing maybe some in-person sales. Um, that's something that I haven't done just yet. So, you know, that would also kind of change my numbers up a little bit, but that's just not something that I've really looked into too heavily. So, so if the, so at the $400 an hour or the $500 an hour, they are, they get a one-hour shooting session with you, and they get uh, digital prints. They get digital files. They get no prints and no files. They get um, their digital gallery, um, and it's about 60 images minimum for the hour. I usually deliver a little bit more. Um, and they get three outfits, one location, up to an hour of shooting time pretty much. Um, so that's, that's what comes with their portrait session. And in terms of printing, who have, who do you give them the rights? Do you keep the rights? So they are free to print their images. Um, they, I do encourage to go through my gallery company. Um, so they can actually order their prints directly from their online gallery. And it's um, going to give me that revenue. Um, you know, so they're, they're paying a little bit more, but the quality is going to be better. Um, you know, let's say if they go to like Walmart or, or um, what is that one, Shutterfly or something like that. So I try to educate them on, on kind of sourcing through and ordering their prints through my gallery company. Um, I also offer to go through like if they want to do um, albums to go through my album company, which is separate from my gallery company. Um, so not, that hasn't happened yet, though. Nobody has, um, gone with that collection, but that's probably because I haven't had a lot of time to really put focus into 
putting it on my website, telling people about it. Uh, this is where that full time kind of really come into play and really change it up for me. Yeah, tell me about, uh, maybe don't tell me about the best printing session or the best time that a client went through your site, went through your link and, and printed with you. Um, tell me about like the second or third best time that happened with a client. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, really, it's just simple. I've gotten notifications that they've ordered, you know, X amount of prints or X amount of um, um, canvases from my uh, gallery company. And so I don't have to deal with shipping or anything or ordering or anything like that. I don't proof any of those before they go to the client, but they always share them with me afterwards. And I think that that's awesome. They'll send me pictures of their gallery wall. And it just makes me really happy, and I would love to be able to put that together for them. Um, it's just not something that I really have the luxury or the time to do right now. Um, but that's, I guess, the best case that kind of happened. I guess I should have clarified. Um, Money-wise, money wise, how does that work? Uh, or you get uh, you get a percentage of the prints. They send you a flat fee. Um, what do those fees and prints look like? So I can adjust those numbers however I want. Um, I can go in and I can say, you know, if they want to order, let's say like an 8 by 10 here's what my album company charges. And, and I can add on any additional price on top of that. So um, I don't know. I guess maybe the max I have, the max order I've gotten has probably been like 300 off of print before that somebody has spent. Um through my gallery company. So, yeah, I, I think that um, it, it's all up to me, though, those numbers. I can just adjust them um, anytime for what I would make. Okay. So not like a huge main driver of revenue, but just like when it happens, it's nice, but it's not going to, you know, be the downside or the, or the momentum of your business. No, I don't depend on it for like X. I don't, I don't really... Maybe this is irresponsible, but I haven't really factored that into my revenue. Um, or Well, I have with taxes, but not as far as my goal. Like, I haven't put prints in that area yet. Um, it's mostly been weddings and portrait sessions that I've really been banking on. Like, I need to book X amount kind of thing. Um, but I haven't considered prints and how many of those I need to book. Uh, because then you have to consider sales taxes and things like that. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, uh, math wise, you're talking if three to four clients book at, you know, $500 an hour, $400 an hour, that is roughly, let's call it 1800. Let's call it 2000 as an, a round number on the high end. 2000 a week, 8000 a month on revenue. And that's, it's almost a hundred grand a year. I don't know. I, I don't know if that sounds realistic or if that's, that is like, uh, like, could you pull three portrait sessions a week for 52 weeks? Or is that like three portrait sessions a week for nine months? Um, um, but you said, you said earlier that weddings are the kind of bigger slice of the pie is now give me some kind of business goal sense. You know, you've freed yourself up with time, you know, where, uh, you may be outsourcing, you may eventually hire an editor, um, with is the idea that you want to grow, uh, the wedding ticket to make that bigger, or is the idea that you want to kind of find a balance between weddings and uh, portrait photography, or would it be nice to grow your portrait sessions out more and then 
turn the prince into more of a moneymaker. Uh, tell me where you're at with all with all that. Yeah, I think that it would be nice to focus more on wedding days. Um, to be honest with you, I would like to kind of get away from um, kind of like newborn sessions or um, maternity sessions. It's not really something that I, that fires me up as much as couples and anniversaries and wedding days do. So I really want to really fine tune into those areas um, more than kind of where I'm at right now. And so I think that as I continue down this path and am able to put more effort into areas of my business, then I can kind of start to pivot into that direction a little bit further. Um, I would like to have somebody who can edit for me, have somebody who can handle marketing for me. Um, that way I can solely focus on client experience. I can be the person that kind of helps them prepare for their session, uh, take it a step further than what I do now. Right now I kind of send them an online guide and I'm with them every step basically for outfit preparation and things like that and color tones and what to pick and what to look out for and, and all of that. But it's all kind of hands off in a way that I would kind of consider to where it's not in person. It's not, it's not as personable as I would like it to be. So, you know, I would like to kind of gear down that direction um, eventually and just be able to be more hands on with my clients. I think right now it's kind of like, you know, how quickly can I send this email? How quickly can I send this guide to them? Maybe I'm on my lunch break or it's first thing in the morning before work or, it's you know, after work, I'm getting ready to make dinner. So, it's just been kind of a struggle for me to, to really put the time into my client experience and making that something that I know it, it can be phenomenal, but it's just not there yet. So um, that's kind of where I'm picturing that to be down the road, if that helps to answer your question. No, it does. I'm curious now about, um, I guess, how, maybe the crossover between, because if you're moving away from newborns and maternity photos, then that just leaves couples, which sounds like an engagement session almost, or just, <laughs> you know, a post-marriage uh, photo session. Uh, how much crossover do you see with uh, your couple's photos and then your engagement photos and your wedding photos? Um, are these customers that much different or are they, you know, just one lead into the other? Do brides and grooms turn into uh, portrait sessions uh, a year or two down the road? What have you, what have you seen so far in your business or, you know, what's the, what's the crossover that you're seeing, if any, with, with these types of clients? Yeah, I, that's a really good question. And I honestly, I don't know. Um, and, you know, I still don't even know 100% sure if that's something that I want to get away from. It's just something that I feel like I have noticed. I don't – it doesn't spark a lot in me like a wedding day does or like an engagement session does. Um, you know, just, just – <laughs> this sounds so bad, just working with kids and, and trying to get them to look at me for an hour and, and to interact and smile and, and be – you know, the best that they can be at one years old, that's kind of hard. Um, and so I think that it's a challenge that I haven't completely and fully embraced just yet. Um, and I've been doing it for a couple of years now and I still kind of feel the same. So I'm, that's where I'm kind of thinking maybe it's something that I need to leave to somebody who is uh, more focused in family photography. Um, and not so much that I wouldn't ever do them, but maybe not do them as often. Um, 
So I, I don't really have a solid answer for you on that, but um, I don't know if that helps at all. Well, no, do, I mean, do your wedding clients turn into uh, portrait sessions down the road? Do they, you know, yeah. a, a year or two later, they give you a call, hey, you know, we need a Christmas card, we need some summer photos, What you know, whatever the occasion. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, and I also noticed, you know, maybe somebody's posting on Facebook, they're like, we're looking for a photographer for our family session or for, you know, we just got engaged or, or whatever it is. People are looking on Facebook and I have my bride and groom and they're on that thread and they're raving about their experience and they're like, you know, Amber's great. She did our wedding. We're using her for our anniversary session or, you know, maybe they're pregnant and they want me to do their maternity session. So they definitely do turn into portrait clients after the fact. Yeah. What would it look like if you may, you know, what if you kind of used your weddings as, you know, I don't know if you're how familiar you are with kind of the sales funnel model, you know, you got the, uh, you know, a lot of clients, a lot of leads coming in at the top. And as it gets narrow, uh, further and further into the funnel, it gets narrower and narrower until the point where it's just like a select few amount of people. Um, and then what would it look like instead of trying to capture a set of wedding clients and then also capture a set of, uh, portrait session clients that you just focused on the wedding clients and then really focused on turning those wedding clients into future portrait sessions. Yeah, I think that that's definitely something that's doable for me. Um, you know, I built really great relationships with my couples, and I think that that's one area that, you know, when I'm on, when I'm at a wedding day, that's also a major networking opportunity, too, to, to talk with their guests and their family members and just really make sure that I'm, I'm there for not just my couples, but you know, their family, their their bridal party, um, their guests, too, and just making sure that I'm making that experience something that's great. So I think that that is definitely possible for those to turn into, um, you know, leads down the line for more portrait sessions and things like that. Mm-hmm. With your packages, you know, you talk about possibly dropping the six-hour session, and so you just have the eight and the ten-hour. If you were to add one on top of that, could you maybe promise or guarantee an anniversary photo session as a like you know do it eight you know package a and b b and c is an eight hour a 10 hour and a 10 hour but the package c is a 10 hour wedding plus the photo book plus a year from now you get a a free wedding session or a free anniversary session um to kind of and, and then they kind of what they're doing is they're kind of paying for it in advance so instead of Instead of them paying flat out five hundred dollars for the hour, they may be paying four hundred or three hundred fifty dollars an hour, but it's kind of baked into package C. And then a year from now, you just reach out to them and say, you know, it's time for your anniversary session. Let let me know when you want to put it on the calendar. You know, it's funny that you asked that because it's something that I have been thinking about. Um, it's kind of like the if you've ever heard of the um, bump the baby collections that. Um, some photographers do, you know, for pregnancy announcements, you know, maternity, newborn, things like that. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I thought on recently, actually, because my brides who were affected by COVID, who had to transition their date to a new date and were just devastated and just kind of going through the works of rescheduling and, and all that's involved with that. I wanted to do something nice for them. And I really was trying to think of, you know, what can I do other than be there for them? 
what can I do to help make this something that um, is a good experience in some way amidst all the chaos? And so one of the things I thought of was offering them another portrait session for free. Um, you know, they could use it for an anniversary session after the wedding. If, you know, they wanted another engagement session before their wedding just to have some fun, we can go hiking in the mountains and do another engagement session. That would be awesome. It was really just their decision at that point. Um, they were just going to have to let me know, do you want an engagement session or, or an anniversary session? And that's something that I was really happy to offer to those brides who were affected by their date change. Um, and then it kind of got me thinking, you know, why isn't this something that I've added on um, to any of my wedding collections as an option, kind of like, an, you know, if it's an a la carte or if it's something that's kind of embedded in, like my albums. It's definitely something that I've thought about. I mean, you could look at it, too, as a marketing opportunity, you know, because yeah. you know, I'm sure most of your word of mouth and your referrals, I'm sure there's a lot of buzz right as you release the photos and the photos are out, you know, the wedding is over and maybe four weeks later, the couple shares it on Instagram and shares it on Facebook and they're tagging you like that's probably a big hot moment, buzzworthy moment for you and your business and kind of, yeah, uh, they find you. But after that, there's nothing, there's nothing. I mean, they, uh, they won't, no. they're not going to tag you anymore. So, so maybe look at it like, not that it's a loss leader that you're just going to, you know, take a complete loss on it, but to look at it, it's like, okay, this, this anniversary portrait session, I don't need to make money off this because this is another way to kind of, you know, we all, we all want to refresh our leads and you, you haven't talked, you haven't talked to an old client in a long time and it just, you know, it's kind of dead. There's nothing, you can't really go off anything or, or if you were to talk to a client you haven't talked to in two years and said, Hey, yeah. you got any clients for me? You got any buzz leads for me? Any kind of, you know, are any of your friends getting married? They, it's kind of cold. It's a little too cold at that point. But if you got that, right. but if you're doing that anniversary session, that's a, a an excuse for you to talk to them, get in there, you know, get, get back on top of mind with them. And another chance for you to kind of make another buzzworthy moment for your business uh, without seeming like you're just calling someone out of the blue or completely cold or whether there's no, you know, the relationship isn't, isn't fresh as fresh as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's definitely something that I could for sure um, get behind and add into one of my collections. Um, yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And it's actually not something that I have seen a lot of other photographers offer. Um you know, so I think it would set me apart in a way as well. So and and there's nothing for you to worry about because you've already been paid. You you had your money yeah 13 months ago. So you know this yeah. is, this is just something that you're just fulfilling your end of the contract. And that, yeah. So um so that that could be something. So I mean I think numbers wise I think it's super doable. You're talking about you know if. I won't say we're, we're making changes here or we're changing the strategy here, but if, if portrait sessions turned less into a, you know, a secondary income driver and more turned, you know, you kind of shoved it into the, the wedding business model and made it almost like a marketing or a, or an add on feature, um, you might be able to charge more for weddings and do, and maybe do less weddings, but also incorporate um, you know, build build into your schedule an anniversary session or some sort of other portrait session, um, and that maybe might make you more known. 
as a wedding photographer and less as a portrait photographer. Right. Because because uh, it sounds like you don't want people calling you about newborns and maternity. I'm, you'll take <laughs> you'll take their money, but it's just you know if if you're popping up as a search result for a newborn photography, something's wrong or you know something's broken out there where you need wedding yeah. you need wedding clients to come get you. You don't need newborns and 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 new mommies to come you know ring your bell. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think it's definitely something that, you know, like I said, it's, it's not something that really sparks me a little bit. And, and I don't know if that, you know, I don't mean to get too personal here, but um, my husband and I, we've been struggling to get pregnant for the last about four years. And so I think that for me, kind of personally, it's just kind of tough to do those sessions sometimes, you know, not not all the time, but sometimes I might leave feeling kind of little sad in some ways. And I really don't like that. I want to be happy for my clients. I want to be in full support and fully engaged in their session. And sometimes I think that that, you know, my emotions might distract me a little bit um, from being able to perform at, you know, at my top um, performance level. So I don't know if that makes sense. And maybe that maybe what's driving that decision to kind of take those away um, and who knows, things might change for me once I do finally become a mom. But um, I think that that's definitely something that has contributed to that decision, whether I like it or not. <laughs> no, so. no. I mean, I mean, first off, thanks for sharing that. That's like, I know that's probably tough to say that out loud, but yeah, but no, that, I mean, that does make sense that and and, but the good part about the business is that it, it can evolve. It can change. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of making a, a decision now, going in one direction, but knowing that, you know, you can always turn around or you can always change change direction if if you think you need to. Not, right. Not to say you know to go in a zigzag or accidentally go <laughs> go in a circle and get lost in the woods, but um, but be, you know, being comfortable with like, look, uh, let's make a decision for now. Let's move forward with just this type of business model, and if and if it makes sense to go into newborn photography down the road or uh or maybe your wedding clients will change and you're like you, you know like you said those those kind of photographers that have that kind of lifestyle or life arc photography where they you meet them when they got engaged and you got married with them and you had you had the baby with them and then you had baby's first birthday with them like you kind of grow with your clients you know yeah in fall 2020 you're getting all these wedding clients maybe in three years maybe in five years it they're calling you again for newborn photography and and then now your clients right. have you know you you've grown with your clients so the demand has changed but you're still able to kind of provide a, a great experience that changes their lives and um you know really makes an impact uh, yeah but it's just definitely. different but you know but there's no no one's looking back three years ago and say i can't believe i did just weddings i was so stupid to do that or you know you know <laughs> there's no like beating yourself up about it it's just like right it, it made sense at the time this was the demand and i this is where i could do the best photographers do you want to raise your prices but don't know how ditch your pretty pinterest templates for something that actually makes you money check the boxes where the answer is yes are you unsure how to get those high-paying clients? Are you tired of everyone selling you on the secret formula to success that doesn't seem to be aligned with who you really are? Do you feel ready to raise your prices, but you still feel like the market is too saturated? Are you tired of chasing wedding after wedding, barely breaking even? Do your clients say, we can't afford you? Are you feeling burnt out from saying yes? 
to jobs and clients that don't resonate with you? Do you want to feel alive, excited, and inspired in your creative life again? If you checked any of these boxes above, then I want to invite you to check out the Perfect Wedding Package. Start charging what you deserve. You can be the best photographer with the best gear, but unless you're actually making money at this, it's nothing more than a really, really expensive hobby. What most of us end up doing, we work on projects that can barely pay the rent and end up having to settle for a 9 to 5. As a photographer, we start with so much passion and excitement. Then one day, a friend of ours says they're getting married, and then they want you to shoot it. Wait, really? But I've only been doing this for fun up till now. I can't charge my friends thousands of dollars. So instead, you tell them you're only going to charge $250. Even though, looking back, they would have been more than happy to pay you more. An even worse scenario is to charge nothing for a wedding shoot because you feel like you need more practice. So much of our pricing is based on confidence and perception. As you quietly bump along to your next wedding, this time it's a friend of a friend. You think, well I can't jump too high. I'll charge $300 for this wedding. And on and on, you barely bump up your prices as to not disturb the waters or appear too ambitious. You think to yourself, if I charge $2,500, I look like a money-hungry con artist. And on top of all that, I don't even know what excuses I would say to a client if they push back. I would run scared back down to $300 because it feels safe. And at least I won't get a note, right? Hi, I'm Jordan P. Anderson. I'm a marketing nerd, content creator, I've filmed over 200 I do's and spent the last 10 years trying to perfect a system that creates a compelling story that drives business results, whether it's new followers, course signups, or booking new clients. That business results part didn't come easy. I spent my first few years out of college in La La Land making, shooting, and vlogging my way to booking more clients. But my efforts versus what I was being paid for was always felt disconnected. I was playing around on YouTube hoping something magical would happen and it didn't. I was barely living up to the dreams I'd set for myself. To put it bluntly, I would have made more money at Burger King than working on my video business. I felt guilty for being a poor husband. My wife was absolutely killing it in her healthcare job, and I was simply playing YouTuber, not bringing my share as a husband. I felt guilty, I felt like a failure, and on top of that, I then lost my job. Now backed into a dark corner, one that I'd never want to visit again, I had to do some real soul searching to upheave my business, start from scratch, and create a system that could actually make money and start contributing more as a husband. Job rejection after job rejection, unemployment checks running dry, everything was out of my control. The only thing I could control was my perspective and the skills I could learn. The core of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to properly charge my clients. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I started reading and studying every pricing, sales, and marketing book I can get my hands on. And then I changed my perspective. I realized that I can do this. I can provide for my wife. I can live up to those dreams. My biggest aha. My biggest aha moment was around the idea that pricing is about confidence and perception. I realized that it's all about how you frame the conversation with your clients. You have to believe that the clients love paying for your expensive options because of how it makes them feel. It was never about how slick I dressed or how cool I used the word strategic content driven initiatives. Knowing this, I put together this new pricing sheet and I had a client looking for a new website, a new take on her business and a documentary to go along with it. This was my shot 
to put this new pricing knowledge into action. $10,000 was the number. I stared at this number on the screen for three days. No way can I send this quote. This is more money than I've ever made in my video business. Believing it's all possible, I emailed the proposal. Later that night at 10 p.m., client called and they said yes. I was lying to myself that I wasn't able to charge for what I deserve, and I chose not to accept it. In fact, I feel this calling to help you flip your approach. Save yourself from the lies we tell ourselves, and instead, get you focusing on creating something that your clients are dying to say yes to. My goal is to help you establish a price that reflects who you truly are, a professional photographer that deserves to be seen as a business-savvy, highly-valued creative who kicks ass at earning a living. Introducing the Perfect Wedding Package I have built this Perfect Wedding Package to be a step-by-step -step guide for wedding photographers to start charging what they deserve. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, this template is what you need. Establish pricing that reflects your true value and upgrade your mindset to get comfortable welcoming more money and abundance with ease. The Perfect Wedding Package is your next step on the journey to raising your rates and getting paid what you deserve. You've been leaving so much money on the table with your wedding packages. What's inside the Perfect Package? A DIY printable one-page proposal that saves you countless hours on quoting and negotiation, an easy-to-read breakdown of a price sheet so you're able to bring in more income and avoid the low-paying, stressful gigs, creating the perfect set of options for your brides and grooms. The main reason why your wedding packages fail to book new clients? A checklist for what you need before any proposal is ever written and how to avoid clients from hell. The art of crafting options that guide your clients to choosing the right package every time. You'll also receive the Perfect Wedding Package Template, a $250 value, an in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus, one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, a $2,000 value, another bonus, photography website audit, a $2,000 value, and a third bonus, direct access to me on Discord, a $150 value, total value, $4,900. Free video lesson. This in-depth video lesson makes it easy to create a one-page price sheet that does the selling for you and gives you the confidence to increase your income and free up time for you to focus on your best creative self. A $500 value. Bonus number one. One-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop. This 30-minute coaching session magnifies your results by having a practical, comprehensive conversation that focuses on perfecting your prices and clears up any hesitation about taking the next big step in your business and helps you realize that you are worth it and you deserve what's best in life. Bonus number two, photography website audit. This personalized assessment provides the keys to getting an objective look at your website so that you can create an experience that excites clients to work with you and share your story as a creative as well as create a place that shows off your portfolio that you can be proud of. Bonus number three, Free access to me on Discord. This private channel is the shortcut needed to get direct access to me, so you're able to get your price questions answered and create a safe place to learn how to upgrade your business and build a network that goes beyond your little backyard. A $4,900 value for only $97. I'm no math surgeon, but that looks like $4,883 of education going right back into your bank account. Imagine how it will feel to book your ideal clients, generate the income that you need and deserve, finally go full-time, have the tools you need to reach your goals, and truly believe in yourself. So what's the catch, Jordan? 
I'm offering this guide because I know that when you raise your rates and your clients say yes, that you're more likely to keep doing what you love, leave the nine to five behind forever, and continue to grow your photography brand. That's it. That's my sleazy sales tactic for you to have success and maybe one day to share that success with the creative community. In fact, $97 is one fiftieth of what I could be charging for an offer like this. I'm almost kicking myself for setting the price so low. So why would I do this? Helping photographers is my calling because like you, I've been told you have to go get a real job and that you have to be a starving artist in order to do what you love. I'm calling bullshit. So my goal is to help you make money. Then hopefully you'll choose to reinvest some of those profits back into the products and services that I offer. Does that sound more than fair? Do you have a guarantee? Yes. If at any time you feel like you have not gotten your money's worth, let me know and I'll refund you on the spot. I guarantee that if you implement this template, watch the videos, ask questions, and start believing that this is all possible, then you will have a completely new wedding package and a solid understanding of the core fundamentals of pricing and marketing yourself as a photographer. If for some reason you don't feel this is true, then let me know and you'll receive a full refund. No questions asked, and you keep the template to share with a friend who might find it useful. But if you're like most people, this experience will change your business, and for some of you, it will change your outlook on life. Just to recap, the perfect wedding package includes the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus of one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, $2,000 value, second bonus of photography website audit, $2,000 value, and a third bonus of direct access to me on Discord, a total value of $4,900. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, then this is the template you need. Frequently asked questions. Do I have to be an advanced pro photographer? Not at all. In fact, the earlier you learn this, the more your photography business will thrive. Avoid the early mistakes and start charging what you're worth. And for the professionals out there, let's break a few old habits around pricing your work. When do I get to talk to you, Jordan? In order to get the most out of this package and get light a fire under your ass, we have to strike while the iron is hot. Your booking window expires 60 days from the date of purchase, so get on the Calendly ASAP. If there are major schedule conflicts, let me know. How do I book my pricing session with you, Jordan? I'll send you a Calendly invite for our 30-minute pricing workshop. You choose a time that works for you, and away we go. Does this actually work? Yes. Speaking from personal experience, I've used this on projects where I was able to charge $10,000. The variable is you and how much you believe you can achieve your goals. Why is this so cheap? Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you really want to know, I'm keeping this price down because I want so many more people to get their hands on this knowledge. If you want to pay more for it, just let me know. Thanks for listening. To start using the perfect wedding package, go to jordanpanderson.com slash wedding package.